Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. You are the boss. Yeah. And if you are not in control of the situation, the clients will run wild. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Okay. Um, All right. Hi. Hello. It's Katie. And Alyssa. Nice to see you, Alyssa. You as well. I'm going to try to talk louder today. (laughs) I'm a little nervous about that. Um, It is episode 61. Perfect. Inspections. We get a lot of questions about handling inspections. And we do have an episode on client management. That definitely falls in line here. Yes. And we did touch on some of this during that episode. But we're just going to dedicate this whole episode to inspections, yeah. scheduling them, handling yeah. them, getting your way through them. For sure. It just is what it is. The whole process. I think we wanted to have it all in one place, yep. like a open and shut on inspections. And that way, even though we're repeating some things, mm-hmm. it'll be like the whole operation. Yes. Okay. So let's start with um, scheduling the inspection, right? You know that I like to schedule the home inspection. Yep. I like to tell them, up front, I schedule the home inspection. I will check and see what the inspector has available, right? I mean, you're buying a house. You might have to take off work for like an hour. You need to be able to. Yes. For one hour. It's important. Um, and I do tell them, you know, the home inspection takes two to three hours. Yeah. You do not have to be there the whole time. If you want me to schedule it at 9 a.m. and you come at 11 a.m. Yeah. On your lunch break, so you don't have to take off work. Yes. And just hear what the inspector has to say. I tell them, like, we can't follow the home inspector. No. I'm also up front with them that, and I tell them, I am working on my laptop the first two hours. I like that you tell them that up front. Yes. Because this is where it goes off the rails for me. Mm-hmm. Whether or not I tell them to come at the end, I usually, usually recommend and offer that. I don't say what you just said. I will be working for the first one to two hours. <laughs> On my laptop. No, when I go to the inspection, I'm like, tell me more about your dogs. And I want to hear about your where your kids go to school and, and tell me your favorite colors and your food. And I'm just like talking and then they're asking questions. And I'm like, I'm also not super efficient at doing things in small chunks. So yeah. it's not like we could talk and then I would work for five minutes. I, I really have lofty goals for inspection and I pack my bag with my computer and my like things I want to do and my thank you notes I want to send. And then I get them out and then the, the buyer starts talking to me and I never do anything. Mm-hmm. So I like that you told them in advance, yes. I will be working. Cause I think that's where I've gone wrong. I usually, my spiel is, you know, Hey, here's a couple of home inspectors. Let me know if you have somebody else, or if you pick one of these, I will schedule it for you. I will check right. their availability. Yeah. 
Um, you do not have to be there the whole time. It usually takes two to three hours. I usually recommend that you come at the end. Yeah. So that you can walk around with the home inspector. Yeah. I'm there the whole time, but I'm going to be working on my laptop the first two hours. Yeah. However, if you have parents or friends that you want to come by, now is your time. Yeah. Because I also want them to know this is our time. We're not going to be coming back to this house yeah. five times before the closing table. So you can measure for this or measure for that oh, or yeah. show your friend. Like we're going to. This is it. Mm -hmm. You're in and you're out. And then once they choose a home inspector, I ask that home inspector for his availability and choose what works for me. Yeah. I'll usually choose like a one or two times and I'll say, hey, he has Wednesday at noon or Thursday at 9 a.m. Yeah. Do you want to come at two o'clock? Yeah. Or do you want to come at 11 o'clock? Yeah. Which works best for you. And then I schedule it for them. Okay. I want to back up a little. How much of a conversation and when is that happening? So you've gotten a house under contract and you tell them via your email template, next up is inspection. But how much of that did you verbally discuss with them? So in my, there's also the um, congrats on being pre-approved email. Yes. That kind of intros them into inspection. Because it tells them how much money they should expect to pay. Yes, it prepares them that we will have a home inspection. This is what you need to budget. This is something you pay for. Yeah. Sometimes first time home buyers think that that is like a closing cost. Yeah. Like I've had a buyer one time say, I thought that was a closing cost. Right. And I'm like, no, this yeah. is a, your home inspection. Yeah. And a lot of people, especially if you're getting like a hundred percent loan and maybe you have a smaller no deposit down, they really sometimes don't have 350 bucks or 400 bucks. Hanging yeah. around. Like they needed to know in, up front that that was coming. But when we are house hunting, I feel like I talk about inspections a lot. What? Yeah. So like if we're in a house, I'll say that's something that the home inspector can check. That's something we might be able to ask for yeah. during the home inspection. But I'm also saying things like, well, that's not something we would ask for during the home inspection. Yeah. Because I've had buyers say, well, can we just ask for a paint allowance during the home inspection? Nope. No, that's not no. what the home inspection is for. Right. So I feel like we discuss it a lot yeah. just in the general house hunt. While you're just looking at the houses. In addition to the fact that they got the email about congrats on being pre-approved. Here's what happens next. In addition to once we're under contract, here's what happens next. Yeah. So emailed twice, discussed pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how I intro it. What about you? Um, I, yeah, we definitely, I feel like people end up having questions because mm -hmm. some buyers will even tend towards thinking that their showing is an inspection. Right. And they start to get a little too bogged down in the details. And I'm like, whoa, 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 mm -hmm. whoa. Do we like the house? Does right. it meet the criteria? Does it overall appear to be in a condition you could stomach? You know, we got to write an offer. We got to, you. I think also you have to remind them you make an offer based on the apparent condition. Right. Then the inspector comes and is going to tell you to the, you know, like the more minute, what is the actual condition? This is what's going on with the AC or the heater. This is what's going on with the water, whatever. All of the different components, parts, systems. And then you take that information and renegotiate. And I think that um, buyers can get caught up yes. on the actual, in the search part, thinking they're doing an inspection or need to. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not, because most buyers... This is important. Most buyers do not understand what a home inspection is, what right. it covers, how much it costs. They don't know anything about that process. I am very much an agent that does not ever want to send you a cancellation when I have the buyer. Right. Like that's not my goal. Right. 
And I want my buyers, my, I, I do tell them like during that first 10 days when we're in our home inspection, um, you can back out yeah. for any reason. Yeah. I want them to know and understand that because it gets them to the point where they're ready to make an offer. Absolutely. Because I did have a situation when I was a little bit newer, I was probably in year two or three. I had a buyer that um, was moving to Baton Rouge and he was looking at older homes, mm -hmm. pier and beam homes. And he found one he really liked, but he really wanted his dad yeah. who is in construction to come look at it. Okay. So I was like, well, they're having a lot of activity on this house. Right. We can't wait. Right. And I tried to, I don't think I did the best job at this time. Yeah. But I did try to explain that anybody could come buy it and mm -hmm. you just have to be okay with that. Yeah. Whereas if you do like the house and you're excited about it, we, that could, sucker make, under we could make an offer and no one can steal it for yeah. the next 10 days until we can get your dad here. Yes. But he wanted to wait until his dad came to see each each house he really wanted. Yes. And so his dad, we had to wait like four days for his dad and his dad came in mm -hmm. and did a actual um, like exterior home inspection on the house. Right. And we got to a point where we were pretty comfortable. There were a few things. Okay. And we went to write the offer and the agent was like, we literally just accepted an offer. And, it, and so the dad came into town. Right. And it, it wasted all this time. Yeah. I have a disappointed buyer, a oh. frustrated dad. So I think it's just important to let them know that. And I tell them, even though we can back out during that 10 days, that's not the goal. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I don't want you to still be like super house hunting during that yeah. 10 oh, days. No, uh -uh. We're not going to be doing that. No. And I tell them, you know, whenever a seller gets an offer on their house, they start making big financial plans. Yeah. They're moving. Yeah. They call, they're working on canceling mortgages yeah. and things like that. So I want them to know it is a big deal. Right. And we don't take this lightly, no. but you are protected nonetheless. For and the, if something bad really comes up, you do have a way out. Yeah. Let's talk about the time period now. Okay. So 10 days inspection period is pretty standard, I would say, in our market. What, yes, yeah. I would say seven days is what I would call a shorter mm -hmm. inspection and 14 days is pushing longer. And the way the Louisiana Purchase Agreement is written is you're counting calendar days. Right. So it gets a little tricky if you wrote the offer on a Friday mm -hmm. and it's a 10 day period. Well, you better get that home inspection scheduled pretty fast because you right. got two weekends in there. Yeah. Um, I think that that's different in different places. I also think that you have to keep your market in mind with what's currently acceptable or common because if you come in asking for $25,000 in allowances during um, inspection period, most listing agents locally would be like, well, this is great. Like, yeah, this, this is a joke. Like, this isn't yeah. right. But when you watch those like million dollar listing Los Angeles, they're like asking for $100,000 in credits right. during the inspection. And I'm like, what is, is happening? Right. So you have to be mindful of your market. If you're newer and you don't have a lot of experience with inspections and go ask some agents in your office. Like, what do you normally ask for? Like, mm -hmm. how long do you normally put for an inspection period? Cause I've even gotten some that were like just inappropriately long. Like yes. you can't have a 20 day inspection period no. and a 30 day close. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to say that my seller should take it off the market and let you have any out you want for 20 days? And then it just doesn't, 
logistically make sense. I usually put eight days if we're in a competitive situation. Okay, I like that. You know, if you're in a multiple offer situation, it's not just about price. Like yeah. who's going to get this done? Right. And then I do feel like if you ask for a short amount of time and there is a, say, foundation issue. Right. And you need to get a foundation person out there, you can get an extension. You just ask for an extension. Or cancel if they won't let you. Right. You know, right. Cause that at that point, the weird. seller is going to accommodate what you need usually. Yeah, most sellers aren't looking to go back on the market. They no. want to make it work with the buyer they've already committed to. Mm -hmm. I think that's true. I don't do more than 10. 10 days, yeah. Um, but I have lately, you know, like you said, been getting a lot of contracts on my listings with really long inspection yeah. periods. I will say I utilize that time frame dependent on the situation. And we're going to do a whole episode on buyer-seller at the same time. But if I have a seller that is also buying and the logistics, maybe the house they are buying, they can't put under contingent contract, but I know their house is going to sell. Sometimes I will make that inspection period a 14 day or okay. um, on what they're buying to give them time to get their house under contract. And right. Maybe. See how things so are we going. just know what's going on before getting out of that period when it's going to be trickier because, you mm -hmm. know, if they're not contingent, they can have both mortgages, but they don't want to. Right. Like how do Just we decide? gives them more time. It gives them more time. So I think it can be useful, but I also think if there are numbers that are inappropriate. Like it just doesn't, 14 is really my max. Yeah. I, sure. I just don't think that it's right outside of that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you've called, you've set the time, mm -hmm. you've set the expectations that you will be on your computer working. But if you want to be there, and, and I tell, if you want to be there the whole time, you're welcome to be, I'll be on my computer. But if you yeah. need to measure rooms or refrigerators or whatever yes. you need to do, you're welcome do to. Do your buyers ever stop and ask you questions while you're on the computer? Sometimes. And, and I politely look up and we have a brief conversation. And then you're just and, back at it. And then I'm back at it. Okay, I like it. All right. So tell me about how many inspectors do you recommend? Do you have any concerns about this liability wise? I know some people are really weird about mm -hmm. making re referrals to these types of providers. Um, I usually recommend three. Okay. And then I also might even put next to each one, a little thing about them. Like, okay. oh, this guy specializes in pier and beam. Okay. This guy is really into gadgets. So if yeah. you're worried about moisture, he has the right. moisture beaters and he has this and that. This guy has been doing it the longest. Yeah. He's, so I kind of give a little bit of background and then I end it by saying, but if you have anybody else that Please. you would like me to check, let me know. Yeah. Um, and I rarely have them know someone. They usually just tell me who. Yeah. And I'm okay. I feel like I covered my bases. Yeah. Um, the inspectors cover theirs with all their waivers right. and full, you know, I mean, it just is what it is. Okay. Tell me how you feel about and how you handle if they want to not have a licensed home inspector, but they want their cousin, uncle, brother, sister, who used to build houses or knows a lot about home maintenance, be the inspector. Mm -hmm. Do you have a thought on this? Um, I usually just get them to sign a waiver. You do? I do. Okay. I like it. I don't have that happen a lot though. I don't I've anymore. I've only had it happen like once or twice. Yeah, I used to find it more more common mm -hmm. and now it seems to be okay. And then you've already told them to bring their parents and friends and whoever's gonna see the house during this time. Yes. How do you navigate the parents being present while the inspector is in the middle of working and they... I tell everybody up front the moment they walk in the door, we, we cannot follow the home inspector around. Yeah. I had already told, you know, the buyer's right. face via email. Gonna, mm -hmm. So I just want to let y'all know too, we need to give him his space. At the end, if you would like to stay, he will right. walk through 
the property with us. And then if the parents are being ugly about the house, uh-huh. my spiel at that point is I know it's always hard for parents. I try to, I never want to sound like I'm being condescending to them. I want them to know that I understand their concern. Yeah. But my thing that I usually say is I know it can be so hard for parents sometimes because they haven't been on this journey with right. us. Right. And if there would have been a better house than this, right, we would have we would have chosen that one. Yeah. But you didn't get to see all right. of the other options yeah. that were much worse than this yeah. one. And now we're here to negotiations are still open. Yeah. Like we can ask if there's a, an issue with the roof sure. or that's what today is all about is right. making sure that your child is protected right. in what they're buying. Yes. Do you know what I also think is important to remind people? Houses are not perfect. Right. New ones, old ones, middle-aged, updated ones, whatever. They're not perfect. And home ownership requires some maintenance and some, you know, mindfulness and some work. Like it's yes. not just, yes. you don't call the landlord and say, hey, my dishwasher stopped working or I've got wasps building nests outside. Like you got to go handle it or find the right person to do it. So I think it is um, sometimes can be challenging if the buyer or a parent or someone else is expecting the house. Also, I always crack up when the buyer asks me if it passed or failed. Right. And I'm like, well, wait a second. <laughs> yeah. The inspection is not a pass or fail operation. Right. It is a list of the current condition. And some of these things, some buyers don't care if there's a little bit of rotten wood. Maybe they're handy with woodworking or, or maybe they don't mind painting the chipped window frame or whatever it is. And sometimes there are buyers who are like, I can't lift a hammer or screwdriver and I don't want to do anything. So every single thing I'm worried about. But it's important to understand that no matter what we find today, when you move in in a month or two, you might find something else or you something else just might break. You know, it's funny. One of my relatives has an older home that has been somewhat updated, but she feels like they're always fixing something or doing something. Right. And then when we bought our house, it was two years old. And right. She said she was kind of like, man, maybe we should just sell and get right. something new. And then within a year of living there, we discovered that there are parts of our yard that hold water and right. aren't, aren't draining properly. And we had this like drainage company come and they destroyed our yard. Right. And then we had to get a second drainage company come to fix what they did and then still make the repair. And we spent like nine grand right. fixing our drainage. And then it was yeah. finally, now it's great and it's working, but it, she goes, I'm not trying to like, you know, use your pain as my comfort. But it made me realize that it doesn't matter if your house is old or new. Yeah. There are things that you have to do when you own a home. Yes. That, you know, gutters and drainage and power washing. Yeah. Things that aren't really fun. Yeah. You have to get your AC cleaned and serviced. Yeah. Like if you don't, it might die. If you do, it might live longer. I always crack up at inspections or showings when um, the buyers are really worried about the age of the AC. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, If you get an AC person out here, they will tell you these older units, sometimes 20, 30, 40 years old, are better built. And if they were cared for, like cleaned and serviced every single year, they might last forever. This is my side note to that. There is no reason to ask for a seller to replace anything (laughs) in their home simply because it is old. Right. If it has not yet failed... There you is cannot no, ask there, for replacement. Like, I cannot, you cannot just go say your hot water. Now, hot water heaters lately have had an insurance thing. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. there's a certain age where it, it would have to be replaced. But you can't just say, oh, well, your 
dishwasher is 20 years old, it's going to die sooner, your AC or whatever, whatever it is you're worried about. That's that's not, if the inspector came and said it's in good working order, then get a warranty if you're concerned. Sure. But just be prepared or save some money right. and be prepared that this appliance or system or whatever isn't going to let live forever. I have written in repair requests before, like due to the age of the major components of the home seller to provide a one-year home warranty. I think that's fine. You know, I honestly think that saving the warranty for the inspection makes way more sense. I never put it in offer. I've stopped. I never I do. Have I feel like too, when I have to tell my sellers when we've received an offer and I have to be like, and they ask for closing costs. And they ask Too for many a home things. warranty. Yeah. And they want you to provide the termite certificate. And they would like your washer dryer and refrigerator. They, it's just like another thing. Just keep it simple. Yes. Keep it simple. Uh, I think that's funny. Okay. So the inspector now is done with the inspection. You haven't let them follow around. You're at the end and it's time to walk through. Okay. Here's a side question for you. You stay at all of your inspections the whole time. I do. I've heard agents who open doors, leave, who... Mm-hmm maybe don't even go to the end or whatever the case may be. I also stay for all of mine. I think you're staying there. We're both staying there because we want to know and yeah. feel like you can't adequately write a repair request. I do or, think there's liability too. Yeah. Or repre- mean, yes. Yes. You shouldn't be leaving them alone in the house for mm-hmm. sure. There was a recent like kerfuffle, I think in our local board where some home inspectors had were also licensed realtors. And yes. so they had an MLS, like a super key. And in a lot of markets, the inspectors are allowed to be affiliates of the board and have, and a, have key. a key. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that. It's yeah. not it's not the home inspector that I'm worried about. I'm not about. worried about them either. Um, I, I trust who I use. Mm-hmm. I would trust them to open a door and do mm-hmm. a home inspection. Um, we recently had an issue in our marketplace where the, the listing agent used a combo the buyer's agent just told the inspector the code and was like, just go. I'm not going to, I'm not coming. And um, the buyers like showed up and was like, the inspector's not here. What should we do? And the buyer's agent was like, oh, I don't know. Let me call him. And he was like, oh, I'm here. I'm doing something or whatever. And he had gone to the wrong unit. And I was trying to figure out how, how did, did the code work. Yeah. And he said that the code didn't work, but there was a key under the mat. So he thought. <gasps> and he just started inspecting. Yeah. It was, oh, my word. And it was a complex that had like nine condos for sale. And oh they all looked the gosh. same. And like it had a big A on the door, but it was not the right. It wasn't 32A. It was right. 41A. It was wrong. It was just wrong. Oh, my god! And gosh. he did the whole home inspection <gasps> on the wrong. And he had to do it again? Yep. Oh, no. But um, just things like that. And be avoided. I can't imagine a home inspector having a conversation with my buyer without me being there. Oh, yes. And I want to also say, sometimes the home inspector, due to their rules and regulations, can only say so much or can only do so much. So I've had a home inspector before, like the kitchen faucet is leaking. And he's like, look, I'm not allowed to touch anything or Mm -hmm. do anything, but Really, you just like have to tighten this little thing. Very easy. Like I would just be like, okay, yeah, Katie's gonna just tighten that real quick, <laughs> and then you don't have to put that on the report. The buyer can see that it's working. All's well that ends well. Like you just so. Also, when the inspector is walking them through and telling them what is wrong, 
sometimes you can see that they know liability wise they can't say more mm -hmm. and then your buyer's kind of looking to you and you can say look here's maybe some things that are going to happen or not happen or here's what i know about this type of window or whatever it is you can share your knowledge and yes. still say i am not a lawyer or a right. <laughs> inspector or an official you know representative of this brand of windows but i can tell you this right and i think it helps smooth that along and i always like once the inspector finishes mm -hmm. i tell my buyers when you get the report, it's going to be long. Yes. There are things on there that he has to document everything, even if it's not a problem. Like, yes. There might be a picture of a hairline crack that he didn't talk about, but the picture is there for you to reference in case three yeah. years from now you're wondering, has it gotten bigger? Yeah. I don't know. Right. It's a long report. And if you're not there to see, to hear what the home inspector has to say, yeah, then it's you get the report and you freak out. Yeah. So I do tell my buyers, one of you at least needs, yes. to, needs to be there. If you can't make it work, we'll find a time that will work. Right. Um, or I will get them on, if they're maybe out of town or something, putting them on speakerphone. Yeah. But um, I think it's very important for them to hear it from the home inspector. Yes, I do too. They And they need to be able to ask follow-up questions mm -hmm. that aren't in the report, but he can easily answer. Right. Um, have you ever had an inspector with poor delivery get on your like no list? A few. Yeah. Um, and I had one that like was fine on delivery, but then if my buyers had a question after and called him, he was he was like annoyed or yeah, would make comments at the next home inspection, like, man, those buyers from your last one. And I'm like, no, no, we don't talk about them that way. Right. You gotta <laughs> like, do this. Yeah, like I want someone that's gonna uh -huh. like, you know, nurture them and yeah. answer their questions. So mm -hmm. I feel like delivery is important. And um it's so funny because like there's one home inspector that I use when I have older clients. Mm -hmm. I feel like he it just relates really well to them. Yeah. He is an older man himself and has been doing this for so long. Yeah. But but when I use him for my young people, they're not so good. Like he's maybe too dry for them. Oh yeah. Or or uses terms that maybe sounds a little intimidating to them. Right. So I have it's funny because I use different ones based on, on the personality. It would be the same client. as referring different lenders yeah. based on the personality of a client. I think mm -hmm. that's probably fair. Uh, okay, so he's walked through or she. I don't think I've ever had a female inspector, but they Me exist. Either. Yeah, they do. Okay. They walked you through. Yes. And you're saying goodbye to your buyer. What is your what are your you're like, I'm gonna prepare you a draft request. Yeah, so the inspector leaves. I try to also be mindful of his time. Yeah. Kind of goes back to I want to be the realtor that everybody wants to work with. Yeah. And when you get when the home inspectors get a request from me, they know that I have already told my clients we're yeah. not going to follow the home inspector. Yeah. They know that I have told my clients maybe you should come at the end, which mm -hmm. is helpful to them as well. Yeah. And they know that I've told my clients um that we'll walk through together and save right. all questions to the end. Yeah. And then also just saying well, if we're done here, he's going to leave. Right. And I'm going to answer any questions because yeah. there's no need for him to hang out for 30 minutes. No. While they, no. While so they I try ponder. to get him out of there too. And I think they're appreciative of that. Yeah. I like that. So I tell them, you know, you'll get your report tonight or tomorrow. Okay. I will draft a repair request for you to review of things that would be normal and customary to ask for a home this age. Yep. And you can let me know your thoughts on what I request. Okay. 
I like it. Hello friends. We are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes. Listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far I've used a handful and received positive feedback like this is so professional or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, Your clients are there. actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. <laughs> I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just yeah. use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna love gonna it. change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy bye, the template yes enjoy um i have been told this in the last few years and i really like this i don't know if you use this one but um i think i like putting it this way to buyers where you say you want to focus the point of your inspection and the types of things you would request are systems, structure, and safety. So I'm not worried about, you know, little dings in the drywall or a hairline crack. Like if there's a major structural issue, yes, okay, fine. Systems are, you know, and safety. But like rotten wood, like a little this mm -hmm. and that, like the, the window doesn't lock. I mean, yeah. these not, doesn't fall into any of those right. buckets. So kind of focus on, not mm -hmm. that you can't, but just try to focus on those buckets. And I think it helps them put it in perspective. Yeah. Like, is that a system? Is it right. structural? It is it, is like it a that. safety issue? Mm -hmm. Like really use that as kind of the determining factor when you start deciding what maybe you want to add to the request if you're already giving it to them. How do you decide what to put on it? I, it's so hard because I do feel like it depends on the house. It depends on what they're paying for the house. Mm -hmm. How are we getting a good deal? Yeah. Or was it a bidding war? We went 7,000 over asking. Yeah. Does it depend on who your buyer is too? It, it like if you have a non-handy yes. single mom or yes, something. A hundred percent. Okay. And another thing too, is if I'm asking for one electrical item, I might list the others right. while the electrician is there. Do you list them as separate items or try to chunk them into one? I try one to chunk them. So it looks less scary to the seller. Yes. Yeah. I try to chunk like electrical into one. Yeah, like plumbing. I'll say licensed electrician to do this, do this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Licensed plumber to do this, this, this. I have never had an issue with it. Yeah. If they're coming to fix one of these things. No, I really like that method and I've used it some and I've used it where they're lined out like individually because they're like, you know, referencing a certain number of the inspections. Yes, yes. But I think putting them together is a very smart idea to let the seller see. All right. Well, the electrician's here. Yes, he's going to do all this. This is what they're going to handle. So it's one person. And then the plumber's here. They're going to do this list. That's it. And you got to pay the fee for the electrician to get out there or the yes. plumber anyway. So I put that in my email to okay. the listing agent. When I send the repair request, I say, hey, you know, the electrician, we really wanted him to look at this faulty breaker, but we figured since you have to pay the fee while he's there, if they could just handle 
right. these other four minor electrical items while he's there. Yeah. It shouldn't change your price hardly any. Um, so I do justify. I, I do. I, when I send this repair request, I do try to send a short, concise email yeah. stating, hey, just wanted to let you know we tried to keep it to the mm-hmm. basics. And here it is. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on that? So if I have room, like if it was, I, you know how you have, on our form, you have 10 blanks. Right. Um, on the last blank, I usually just put all, I write, all items are highlighted in green on the home inspection okay. report. I do open the report and highlight the items that, that you're I putting. am requesting. Okay. I know some agents only like to send the items. Uh-huh. And not I the, send whole the whole report. report. I send the whole report. Okay. I feel like it's important. Well, I think it's important for them to see you're not asking for everything. Right. Like, look how bad, not how bad, but look at all the things. Look I at all could these have asked. minor things look that at all were the not. Things asked. I could have asked for. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So I do like to keep the whole report together. Yeah. And as I'm going through, so basically the home inspector emails me the report. Yeah. I open it on my computer. I also, at that point, open the repair request form. Okay. If I can avoid it, I try never to say, see attached addendum. I know. I do my best to get it all on that form Mm -hmm. because I know how I feel as a listing agent when I see, see attached addendum. Right, with 20 things on it. And as I am reading the report, I highlight what I think we should ask for, and then I immediately type it onto the form. Okay. And then at the end, you can drag... Right. If you want that one to be number three or four or whatever. Right, right. But then like as I get to another electrical item, I'll just add it to the to that yeah. line that well, we have. Well, and most inspection reports are broken out by electrical yes. plumbing. Like they're they're yeah. in sections. Yeah. Okay. And then um I usually sometimes just because I like the highlighter tool, <laughs> <laughs> I highlight the part that says all receipts and repairs mm-hmm. must be done within five days, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to make sure when I'm writing this that I'm specifying licensed electrician, licensed plumber, or however you wanna yes. protect your buyer. Yes. And I want to highlight the part on our form that says you must provide receipts. Yes. Um, and then I put on there, I type on there that I have highlighted the items in green for you. Okay. So that when you're looking, you, you just, can see them. Yeah. What do you tell your buyers they they cannot ask for or should not ask for? Or how do you, all right, you've sent it to them with the things you believe to be correct and they want to add on a bunch of little nitpicky things. Mm-hmm. What? How do you handle that? Um, sometimes I'll say, well, the reason I don't think we should ask for that one is because they disclosed it and we knew it up front. The reason that I didn't ask for that is because it's considered cosmetic. This one I thought was small, but if it really bothers you, I don't mind adding it onto there and we can just see what they say. Right. So I'm not going to like shoot down everything, but I will explain why Mm -hmm. per item I did not include these things. Yeah. And if it's just like a really long list, I tell them, guys, there is a chance that the seller will say no to everything. Yeah. If you, you do you do not want to over ask. Yeah. Because then they do the easy things, but not the things that are actually important. And they're like, well, look, important. I did five things. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And so that is why I did not put it on there. Yeah, you want to get them. sometimes I don't end with asking, but would you like me to? Yeah. Like sometimes I say, that's, that's why, why it's I not on there. That's why like, it's not on there. Like not an option. Um, okay. Well, I was going to ask you something. So, Shoot. Because there's so many things that 
or like little that they mm-hmm. want to add and then cleaning dryer vertical dryer vents <laughs> are like a thing um yes. a toilet shakes slightly oh, when you sit on all it all the time um there's always loose i could there are some parts of the inspection report that i could write before we get there yes the the hvac <laughs> needs to be cleaned and serviced always. every single time yeah. um caulking required at dissimilar materials yes. on the <laughs> on the exterior right. every time and then i often have to explain to my buyer and i'm like that's because that's the way they're built right like inspectors mm-hmm. sometimes are asking for something that is not even code anymore right or was never code but it's more like a wise way to keep your house that's like it's right. so funny to me when i see the laundry list of like every single report mm-hmm. everyone but at the same time if they can't tell if the ac is clean or like bushes touching the side oh, of the every home time you know like we're Welcome to home ownership. We're not going to ask for that. No, but you should. But what I do like about the inspection report, even though they repeat a lot of those things every time, it points out to the buyer that, no, we're not going to ask the seller to do this, but you You need need to do do this. Mm -hmm. You need to do these maintenance things. I used to have an inspector I used that had all of this maintenance stuff in in their report for you to do in the future, like things you should do every six months or every year. And I thought it was really good to just kind of open the buyer's eyes to, you should be doing these things. Like you need right. to take care of these things. One day you're going to be a seller. <laughs> yeah. And make sure that your house is in good condition. Okay. Um, so you've asked for the things. This is my question. That's what I wanted to ask you. Allowance. So you're representing the buyer and they have their list of things that they're going to ask for. Do you also ask them if they would be acceptable to an allowance? Do you want to tell the seller what that number would be up front? Or do you wait for the negotiations to come back? I think it depends on if we have a long list Mm -hmm. that would require a bunch of different vendors coming out. Mm -hmm. And I have done kind of a hybrid lately. So like I know the AC really does need to be cleaned and serviced. Right. um, And we need to get that done. And I know that this active leak is an issue. Yeah. But instead of everything else, we're going to ask for $1,500. Yeah. I do try to keep it to a minimum. And you know what has kind of opened my eyes is that as a heavier listing agent this year, I have had buyer's agents hire the home inspector to come back for the final walkthrough and check. And it has caused tremendous issues. Yeah. Some warranted and some not warranted at all. Right. Um, because you agreed to a repair and the inspector didn't agree with how it was done. Yes. Yeah. One was just so obvious, it, it but it really almost cost the deal and kind of made the closing table a little bit ugly. But um, it was an empty house and my sellers waited a little too long to cut the grass before, okay. like they did cut it right before closing, but before that it had been like three weeks. Right. So it got pretty long yeah. before they cut it before closing. But one of the repair requests was for the AC to be cleaned and serviced. And we did. It was an old, old system. Yeah. Working fine. And we gave them the receipt uh-huh. of the company. And the inspector said, I'm just letting you know this AC was not cleaned in service. And I'm like, how can you say that I when have, I right. met the guy? Like, I know he did it. And we have the receipt. And he was like, the buyer's agent was texting me pictures of like the AC being dirty because it had grass on it. <laughs> And I'm like, oh my gosh, it, we have the receipt. And they almost were like, unless the AC guy comes out again in the morning, we're not moving forward. Or like just 
we've had a lot of situations, but then at the same time, on the flip side, I had one that caught something that just wasn't done. Yeah. Um, and I was shocked because we had hired someone to and do it. it didn't get done. Yeah, it was something in the attic. And we we just had no idea that the electrician, like, missed it. Yeah. It was a few things in the attic, but nobody would have ever known that this was missed. Right. And if that inspector um, didn't come back. Yes. And so hmm. I do have very mixed feelings on it. I think it depends on the home inspector. Yeah. And I don't, I think that they don't want to feel like they're just there to be like, all good. Right. Like, I feel like they feel like it's their job to yeah. say, well, you might want to. Uh, right double make sure this is done blah blah you know right I, well, I don't know they they also have already received payment and do not care if you actually buy that house mm -hmm. so now the buyers i believe are paying a small fee to have, to have them come, come back just for like a 20 minute what do you think about this um i i have had a buyer do it um honestly i had a buyer buy a house that was a flip probably two years ago and almost against my advice, I would say like, it just, I felt like it was a lot of it was sloppily done. And I'm like, look, she knew a home inspector that she really liked and trusted. It was someone, you know, that she was comfortable with. I'm like, great, please. And he was in that inspection for probably three hours on a very small house. The list of items that was deficient was very, very long. We managed to negotiate through repairs, but I just kept saying it's okay to walk. Like it's okay. Um, you know, if this is too much, I mean, quite honestly, the house has still given her some problems post-closing. Um, and he did come back at, my point was he did come back and check our laundry list. Cause we almost had made like a punch list because yeah. the house was rebuilt, but poorly. Right. Um, and so there was just so much that needed to be addressed. And he came back and I thought that was helpful. But right now, and typically if my buyer can, get an allowance because there's room in the closing costs or whatever that makes sense and they can do it and it will cover whatever they are. And it isn't something like electrical where a receipt and mm -hmm. me plugging in a lamp verifies that it works right. or a, like a cleaning and servicing of an AC where you can see a receipt, check mm -hmm. it, it's fine. Those kind kinds of things I'm fine with. But if it is any type of wood rot yeah repainting right um any type of drywall patch anything else that um there's some subjective room to say this is repaired but not well i'm begging my buyers right. to give an allowance and i'm begging my sellers to give an allowance i'm like you do not want to deal with what happens the morning of closing mm -hmm. if your buyer doesn't like the way you repair that piece of rotten wood i almost try to like scare my sellers on documentation like I tell myself I am yeah. very upfront and strict about yeah. telling them listen I need before and after pictures right I need receipts I need them before this date yeah um because I want everything documented I know and if I we are agreeing to actually do something yeah. it needs to be like triple documented agree and I feel like if you as the listing agent have a seller who's agreeing to do stuff um, I almost want the buyer to come do a repair walkthrough mm -hmm. five days out. Um, I had my assistant meet an AC guy at a listing. It was my listing. Buyer had asked for it to be cleaned and serviced. Okay. I could not meet him there. So she went and met him and she just always does this. Anytime she does something for me, she sends me a picture. So if I say, go put this lockbox on the front door, I get a picture of the lockbox on the front door yeah. when it's there. 
can you go meet the AC guy? She had just randomly sent me a picture of the AC guy actually doing the work. Yeah, doing the work. And I was just like, okay, well, thanks. Thank you. You know, well, this one was also disputed because at the final walkthrough, the AC was like kind of making a noise. (laughs) And she was like, did y'all really have it? Like, I know we have this receipt. And in all fairness, the receipt was not the most impressive receipt I've ever seen. Right. But you know, what's funny is I found the photo right and the guy the guy that was doing the work had on like a shirt Uh that said the company name right phone number nice and i texted it to her and she said it just made her buyers feel so much better okay so i'm like look i just want to let you know that but it it kind of saved me in that situation so especially when you are the listing agent yeah i think you cannot have enough documentation and i don't think that means i only meet these people when the house is vacant and my seller can't be there right but if you have a seller that you need to tell them their homework if we're agreeing to these things is before and after i'm very big on like before and after pictures um during like right while it's happening yeah, send me proof. the guy's business card in addition to the receipt. Yeah. You know, anything. Anything that good. will fight. But you have to communicate that because they don't know. Yeah. If you don't communicate it, they won't even send you receipts. Uh, Agree. <laughs> they just don't think they that don't. way. But that's also in the template. Yeah, You're saying. It is. You got to give me the receipts. It's got to be five days before closing, if not sooner. Mm-hmm. Like you got to follow the rules. Right. I Yeah. It's tough to navigate that final walkthrough when there have been a lot of repairs requested yes. and agreed to, whether or not the seller had good intentions, um, there's just a lot of room for interpretation on some of those things. But I have a new construction. Um, so that's, uh, I don't want to go off too far on a tangent, but I did have a new construction home inspection. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, we did ask for every item. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. Under, like, but new construction is basically a punch list. Hello. There are some people that do not have a, do not hire a home inspector to come to new construction because they believe it is new. Blows my mind. Uh, no, no. This is the, one of the most important times you need it because you only have leverage on that builder, whether or not, because in Louisiana, they're on the hook for a year for new home warranty. So they've got to come fix things. But that might require literal litigation if they won't show up. Right. You have the only amount of leverage you have as a buyer is, but I'm not going to sign. Right. Like, I'm not going to come to closing until you finish the list. So you need a home inspector to check all the... No buyer comes in and checks every outlet in a new construction house. But do you know how many times the outlets are not working? It's pretty common. I have had two situations with new construction where the inspector came down and said, they haven't put insulation in the attic. You are going to die when I tell you this. My, my very first house that I bought when it was new construction, it was a very small house in a nice little modest neighborhood, but it was brand new construction. I'm so jazzed when I buy this cute little house. <laughs> I buy it. And I mean, my husband is handy. He's been in the construction field a long time. Yeah. We... I, we did not have a home inspection. I did have a realtor. It was before I was a realtor. Right. I did have a realtor. We did not have a home inspection. You know, moving, everything's fine. We go in the attic like the first couple of weeks and Jay's like, there's no insulation up here. Oh, None. no. Zero insulation. So I wonder why that gets forgotten. I'm going to tell you what happened here. So we call the builder and he's, of course, like, oh, so sorry. They were building multiple houses on the street. And he was um. like, they just went to the wrong address yes. or like we thought it was going to that one but it went into a different one we'll be right like they came within a week and gave it 
But y'all, he if I not. had a, he could not have. He could have been like at a business. He could have been like, screw you. He could yeah. have been like, I don't have time for this right now. Make me. And right. then I would have had to get a lawyer to get insulation. Like that's cuckoo. But mm-hmm. if we had had a home inspection, mm-hmm. it would have been like, hey. So this is what my list looked like. Okay. I submitted the form that said, see attached inspection report. Okay. I still put all items highlighted in green. Okay. To be done. And then I put by and I put a date. Okay. So I did put like, if we closed October 20th, I put October 15th. Okay. And I put that there because this is my only way to communicate to the builder. Yeah. I really want him to see. Yeah. And then I actually put on the form, if it is not ready for final walkthrough by this date, we will extend the contract. Yeah. Because I have had enough issues with we're signing papers at the closing table with an addendum of a punch list. Yeah. That's never going to get done. Yeah. And then I feel like I haven't protected my buyers. Right. So I was very mm-hmm. stern on it. I think it. that's good. And there, and I was thinking I would just send the whole report, but the home inspector had put several things on there about maintenance, like yeah. for my buyers right. that I didn't want the builder to be confused with like, well, you said this whole report, but that's so not, it's not we, time for that. Yet. Yes. Yeah. So I did go through the report yeah. and highlight in that's green, the, you know, the things it was that, mostly everything, but yeah, it was everything except the things that were it. like future maintenance, mm-hmm. future maintenance. Cause I didn't want him to think that I was referring to those things as well. Yeah. Okay. This is a lot. Yeah. On the inspections. On this new construction one, because the punch list had like 17 things on it. Yeah. I do think I'm going to have the home inspector come with us. To check. On the walkthrough. Yeah, I think that's wise. There are just a bunch of things everywhere. Yeah. And it's a bunch of little things. Yeah. And I just don't want to be responsible okay. for checking. Yeah. I think that's my last new construction that had an inspector. They brought him back to check. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah. All right. One other thing I want to make sure we get in here. Okay. Um, when you are negotiating repairs as a listing agent, it is a wise on this all on the front end. When you take a listing, if your seller says, oh, I don't mind leaving the porch swing or mm-hmm. the refrigerator or the washer dryer or the something, the fountain that would go. If there's some things that the seller is like, oh, they can have that. Or even if they were like, do you want to see if the buyer wants to buy our couch or, you know, all these things. Just Put a pin in that. Yeah. (laughs) Save it until the inspection. When they ask you for their laundry list of items, then you can come back with, like, the seller wanted to leave it anyway. What's the... Right. Like, you you just say to the buyer, hey, listen, in lieu of these repairs, what if we give you a couch and a fridge? Right. Or bar stools or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that your seller was like, I'm just going to leave it. I'm like, well, use that. Right. Use that. Or the Mm -hmm. home warranty. Like, you don't want to do repairs and have to worry about it getting done. Your seller's trying to pack up. It's a lot going on. They're like, I don't have time for all these nitpicky things and calling a plumber and electrician. Mm-hmm. Then offer the warranty. Yeah. Or offer money. I'm, I think that's the best way to handle it. Save it. Save it. Offer some money. Offer the warranty. Offer something that's not going to be debatable at a walkthrough. Right. Okay. Anything else? Do we catch it all? I think so. We that got was a your lot. Notes. I got it is a lot, but I think it's the biggest thing is to remember as the realtor, you are the boss. Yeah. And if you are not in control of the situation, the clients will run wild. Yeah. And sometimes as the listing agent, you do get lengthy repair requests. Yes. 
and sometimes they're justified. Sometimes they are justified. Sometimes it just is what it is. And I tell my sellers, if this contract falls apart, the next buyer is going to have a home inspection. With the same things. With the same things. And we are going to be here again. Mm -hmm. So we really need to put forth as much effort as we can to fix these things and negotiate our way through this contract. I have a couple of things. Sellers who like to get the full inspection report and then start repairing things off (laughs) of the required list. I think that can be a double-edged sword, although it's very sweet. Like maybe don't, don't do anything that they didn't ask for. They were fine with that. And also don't like panic and start doing things until you know, like one buyer might be like, this is the end of the world and I'm going to cancel. And then you put it back on the market thinking you're going to have to do that. And the next buyer doesn't even care. Right. Like every buyer is different in their threshold mm-hmm. for repair pain. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just important to remember that. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. That was a lot. Good luck on your inspections, people. Whew. I mean, I know it's a lot. It's That's the most tedious part of the process because it can fall apart. Mm-hmm. You have to navigate a lot of emotions. I think it's important that you're telling your sellers, you need to have a talk with your sellers before you start sending them out a list with a big old email full of items. I would oh, be like, 100%. Hey, mm-hmm. it's coming. Don't get panicked. It seems long, but it's not that bad. These are, if we group them together, it's one mm-hmm. plumber stop. And that's usually when, when I'm delivering the message to my sellers, I do try to say, hey guys, I know it's a lot. However, a plumber can do these four items yes. in one visit. Right. They, you know, I do try to give you when I it. deliver the mm-hmm. list to my sellers, I have my game plan yeah. included in that email. I think that's great. So I say, here's what we can do. Have an HVAC company come, have an electrician come mm-hmm. do items four, five, and six, seven. Yeah. And I also remind them that if we agree to everything, they're obligated to move they forward. They got to buy. Yeah, that's But a good if point. we change anything... We have to wait three days to find out if they're gonna if they're gonna stay. accept or not. Yeah. So there's a lot at stake. I do push my sellers during that home inspection because I know the penalty yeah. of going back on market. Oh yeah, for sure. So I think you just have to be direct and clear. I never ever just forward a list to your sellers. Oh no. It's terrifying. Then they're like, well, what do you think? Well, by the time they get my email, they they know exactly what I think and they know what the plan is. Yeah. So it, it has a plan. Yeah. I like that. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. The Great. end of inspections. The end. Okay. Toast. It's time for a toast. Okay. This toast came to us from Kim LaFleur. Okay. Do you know Kim? I do. I know. She says she has a toast. I'm going to tell you. She's not in our market though. Where is she? Uh, All right, that's fine. She definitely knew you. Okay. She wants to toast to all, this falls in line with last week, all the mamas in real estate killing it through nausea and the heat of the summer. (laughs) New mamas in real estate responding to offers with a baby on your chest. Seasoned mamas in real estate and all the mamas whose Worlds got turned upside down in March. We made it. So That's awesome. She is toasting to the moms. That's awesome. And I think that works great with our last episode. Kim's in our Lafayette office. Kim is so sweet. And we're so happy that she sent us this toast. So cheers, Yay. moms. Cheers. We're so Thank glad you. that you made it through the summer. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Okay. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.